Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is celebrating our 250th episode. It's kind of crazy. My wife sat down, my partner in crime, and we just talked about having optimism and entrepreneurship and really battling against the shame and guilt we can feel as business owners for, frankly, just not getting enough done, just not doing enough. So wherever you are in your journey, I hope this episode is encouraging for you. And more importantly, if you've been following the podcast long long term, thank you. Thanks for helping support the podcast. And uh, here's to the next 250 episodes. So anyway, enjoy. Here's today's good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast, and uh, this is a special episode. It's a special episode because it is officially episode 250 of the Good Advice Podcast. Woo! (laughs) And uh, if you follow the podcast long term, you know that I like to, um, every time there's a big milestone like this, I like to bring my partner in crime my wife, Joy, on the podcast. And we like to talk shop a little bit, talk about the journey of entrepreneurship. And, you know, we I guess this is like maybe the third or fourth, maybe even the fifth time we've done this. Yeah, but, I um, think maybe fourth or something. Yeah, we're like experts now. <laughs> 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 so um, anyway. And talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I... I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. And then like literally last night I was like, Hey, are you free tomorrow for like a quick episode? And right. You're, you're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I feel like that's how it usually goes. You're like, this yeah, is what yeah. number I'm on. But the cool thing though is, um, I don't, I guess for better or worse, we don't do a lot of like you sat down a second ago when we were getting on the microphone mm-hmm. and you're like, I haven't prepared anything. And that's kind of the show in general. Um, right. Uh, unprepared. <laughs> but no, like just genuine and authentic and like, hey, let's talk. Let's just have a conversation. That's how I approach people who come on the podcast, you included. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I figure it's a big milestone. And maybe we just talk what this the last episode we did. That was like the last milestone was um, it was. I feel like that was last summer. Yeah. Or was it this summer? Or wait, yeah, last summer. <laughs> I think it would have been last summer. Yeah. Because yeah. we were at the, in. So just Destin. under a year ago, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So what number was that? 150? 150, probably. Yeah. Okay. So well, one. no, no, no. It would have been 200. Oh. Because this is 250. So only fit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, 50 episodes in a little under a year, that's about average, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, releasing two, three episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you guys who are listening, this is being recorded. It is towards the end of January, 2022. And I had wanted to make this episode a lot earlier, um, but January has not been a good month for me. No, it hasn't. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I, <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was meaning like (laughs) we've been sick. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Like you go into January being like, oh, I have all these things I want to accomplish. And 
Um, let's see. We got back from our family trip. We had seen family. We got back at the very end of December, like a day or two before New Year's. And I got really sick. Um, our toddler got really sick. And, and I surprisingly did not. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. It's like the pregnancy genes or something. Maybe your health. body goes into like super drive to protect <laughs> the baby. But yeah, oddly enough, Joy did not. Actually, it's not really that odd because you get a lot more sleep than me. You eat a lot better than me. Um, although we did have like a two day stretch. Okay. Of... Okay. What are you saying? <laughs> so I watched this video on the Popeye's chicken sandwich, which we've had before. We've had it All before. Right. And we were like, I guess we had it back when it was like the crave was high and we had it. And I, not to speak for you, but I feel like both of us were kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right? And I kind of don't even really eat meat. And so that's right. It, being pregnant, there's a lot of, I give in to a lot of cravings that i usually wouldn't yeah it's joy's joy's typically vegan and um, anyway it was really delicious yeah so we yeah so i watched this video and it was like ooh, chicken sandwich and then like the guy was like making his own homemade popeye's chicken sandwich which is so odd because i mean you're, you're just making a chicken sandwich at home but so he was like yeah we're gonna remake the popeye's chicken sandwich so i watched this video and i was like oh my gosh i have to have this so joy ran out and got us a couple and it was really good <laughs> it hit the spot it did hit the spot it hit the spot so much that we got it the next day yeah, the next day we ordered it again so <laughs> oh man we were like well now the whole world knows that i'm a fake vegan you know what's so funny though is like i'm not I, really it's just I'm you are a vegan though like 99 percent of the time probably just, 95 probably yeah, 90 I mean, well you have a you you're pregnant like you said cravings and like your body being like i need this now and anyone's listening to the podcast who's been pregnant i mean I've heard it described as like when the cravings hit, it's like, no, I, I, I need this. It's really hard to get it out of your brain. <laughs> so um, I don't think anyone's going to judge you too harshly, but um, all that to say our month has got, I mean, if you envision like the high performing, like getting stuff done, there's that. And then there's us like sick, exhausted, not getting good sleep. Um, Christmas decorations still partly up. Yeah. Some stuff still up. Um, and um, not eating super well. And so. Well, I mean, I will say we made a lot of really good soup. We did. We've made some. Yeah, yeah. And so that's fair. Yeah. Like for us not and eating smoothies. well. For us not eating well is we had fast food a couple of times. I'm sure. We don't. We're not really the kind of family that like. And this is not to like diss anyone who like this is their habit. But we don't really eat out a lot. We don't really do fast food a lot compared to some families who you know, every day is fast food. Sure. Every day is eating out. Um, so for us, like eating bad is maybe more typical <laughs> <laughs> how the average person eats. Um, so anyway, we're talking about the start to the year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been uh, not the kind of month we envisioned, which is okay. I mean, there's, right. there's always down. There's 11 more months. Yeah. I think, and I think like the journey of entrepreneurship, maybe the journey of being a person is, you know, avoiding the temptation of shame of oh i didn't do that oh it wasn't oh, absolutely you know i mean we're so connected to our productivity i feel like we talked about i'm having a deja vu maybe a couple podcasts ago where i was talking with you about it just giving ourselves grace right for the yeah anyway i, I think it's with entrepreneurship it's a constant battle yeah well, like, because you don't have a boss like necessarily telling you what to do. Right. And you have like that email that you need, you know, you need to send. Oh yeah. But... I mean, I, right now I have, <laughs> I have like this stress in the back of my head. Cause it's like, I have to send these emails and it's like, no <laughs> one's actually 
telling me I have to. I just know that I want to slash have to. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. Where where does where do you think that like that shame comes from? Because like I feel it like when I don't have the productive day that I wanted to, um, or like I look back on January where we have five days left in January, looking back on January and being like, wow, what I envisioned, which was very aspirational. There were all these things that I wanted to accomplish. And then those things didn't happen in large part because I was sick and I'd be up and we'd watch our kid who's sick. And, you know, when your kid's sick, it's really both parents are actively parenting um, and you don't sleep well. Yeah. And then I'm well, exhausted. And I will say, I think the bottom line is we attach our value to the productivity or to what we do instead of just who we are. It's what we do is how I feel valuable. valuable. I even, and I'm literally just now been like, meditating on this like i mean not really but like if i wake up in the morning and i immediately like get a few things done i'm like this is going to be a good day <laughs> and then if i wake up and it's i don't get something done or i'm not i don't feel necessarily productive then it's like my trajectory for my day feels ambushed or i have that shame or i'm upset at myself and that's silly. Yeah. I mean, in the big picture, it's silly. But in the moment, it's hard to overcome that feeling. But I really have been thinking about that lately. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. It kind of feels like, yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, pulling back on like the Enneagram three as an achiever, like I definitely resonate with that of like, I'm. I'm have most... you taken that test? <laughs> well, I know enough about it. Um <laughs> I feel most valuable when I am being productive. Mm -hmm. I feel most valueless when I'm not being productive and not only valueless, but shameful, you know, and that's where like the, the positive or the, the mental battle happens of, um, you know, am I worthy of someone's dollar? Am I doing enough? Like all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it feels like this isn't just something that we've, we're talking about that just the two of us resonate with. I mean, if you look at like social media, for example, I know a lot of um, celebrity-esque entrepreneurs, a lot of their messaging is around productivity. You know, it's like the entrepreneur who's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm up at four, I hit the gym, uh, I read two chapters of the book that I'm working on, I go ahead and work with, you know, my eight customers for the day, and then at noon, I, you know, I've done these 30 things on my checklist. Uh, there's a real market for that. Like there's a real market where people are like, yeah, I want to know how to get stuff done. Cause I think, I think we do resonate with that sense of value when we're accomplishing things. Yes. Yes. But I think that there's a balance because in real life, in re I mean, for at least for the, each person individually, has different circumstances, different responsibilities. And I think that if there was like this goal for everybody, this standard, like we're all supposed to do all these things that I do, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And because I can't imagine it's, ever since I've had a kid, I've been like, okay, I like to do lists, whether they're like mental to do lists or I write them out. 
But now I can be happy if I get one thing done. I'm not really talking about like necessarily work related, but just maybe in in a, in a typical day. And so I have to shift my standard for myself and then still feel like what I am doing is is productive and is valuable, even if it looks different than how I would have wanted it to go. Right. And so, yeah, definitely there is a huge drive for feeling productive. Um, I really guess I don't know where I'm going with this because I, I, I agree, sure, yeah. but I think there's this balance where it's not like, cause I remember watching guess, someone else who is this woman, she like starts her day off with a run and then all these cool things. And I'm like, someday I'll be like that. But what if I can be happy with myself today and what I'm like every day with what I am achieving, even if it's not what I'd like to maybe someday. Yeah. And it's, I guess there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with like aspirations. And this is like definitely not the episode that would have, should have gone out right before New Year's. <laughs> Otherwise it would have been like a huge downer. But maybe this is like, a, it's for everybody who had a real <laughs> month in January. Yeah. who didn't get what they wanted done. And maybe then you're looking is, back like, dang it. Yeah. This is like for everyone we're at towards the end of January. This is for all our fellow people who had New Year's resolutions, who we're three weeks in and you've already broken it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's grace for you. Um, yeah. But love I, yourself. Yeah. I, it feels like there's, I think what's interesting is like, we can get really honed in on certain achievements we want to do that. We miss the other things we are doing. So like you mentioned, like, well, I only got one thing done. Well, you got more than one thing done. I mean, you were a present mother, mm-hmm. you know, your kid is, is having the consistency of a parent who is present and loving and kind and she's getting fed. So there's a lot of things that are getting done. I just think these things that are sort of like, um, I know personally for me, like when I like watch my kid, um, your kid, (laughs) when I watch our kid, well, I was thinking like, I was going to say her name and I was like, well, just our kid. Um, when I watch our, when we watch our kid, but it's like a day that I'm watching her. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to look at my business and be like, oh, I didn't I didn't progress the business at all right. and get down on myself and then forget like, no, I am a father who just spent the entire day with my kid. And there's some kids out there who never see their dad right. or never yeah. see their mom. Like I remember when I was a teacher, I had a kid who they were like, yeah, like my mom sleeps while I'm at school. And when I get home from school, she's leaving to go work mm-hmm. her job. And so these things that we we don't even realize are important. It's like, well, it's not on like on the checklist that I got from like the blog that was like, here's the eight things you should do mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was um, encouraged the other day to think about like if I have a messy kitchen and instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, this is what I haven't done. Look at it and be like, I've lived in this kitchen. I made meals. Like I... I don't know, kind of seeing of it like I, I, the fruit of your labor. Yeah. Like I, I lived in this house today. I live here and this proves that. And I made food and we ate. And yes, it's not perfectly clean, but this signifies like life having been lived. Yeah. And sweet. I like that. Yeah. So it's kind of been a fun way to look at it. And, um, I really like that. I lived in this. Yeah, that's great. Because here's what happens is like when the toys are out, like we played, we yeah. made memories, <laughs> we had little development in her little mind today. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, and I love what you said. Like I, I cooked in this kitchen. Like I made real meals that we ate. You know, some people out there wouldn't even wouldn't even know which pot or pan to use for a dish. Blake loves cooking. He's good <laughs> at it, by the way. Well, no, I'm just saying not not to sound um, like like gatekeepery. I'm just saying like there are people who are so unused to cooking in their kitchen for better or worse that if you were like, hey, like, you know, fry me an egg, they'd be like, okay, well, do I use a pot for that or do I use a pan for that? Like wouldn't wouldn't necessarily know. And um, maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. But point being, you know, yeah, you were you were in the kitchen or days that I'm in the kitchen and it's like a train wreck. There's a pot everywhere. I give Joy a hard time because for me, I'm a bit more of a minimalist with like with like cooking. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why you're looking at me. I just like opened I'm my mouth this, so wide. I don't know why you're looking at me like I'm making this up. This no, I was so thinking when you true. use the word minimalist, I'm like, who's the minimalist Joy's in this family? teasing me because she knows I'm a bit of a hoarder for <laughs> sentimental things. A couple of things from my childhood, oh, big man. deal. No, okay, and but you're saying in so, terms of So like for me, I, if I'm gonna cook something, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use this pan. Or I'm gonna use sure. this pot. And if I'm going to use two pots, it's like, okay, I'm going to clean the first one and either reuse it or I'm going to clean the first one and then have it be done and set aside, then use the second one. I give Joy a hard time because it's like every ingredient needs its own pot. So every pot <laughs> so is out true, on the stove. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, all this to say, regardless, you know, tomato, tomato, all this to say, yeah, you lived in that kitchen. You made, it's the fruit of your labor and it's, it's rich and sweet and it's an experience that you're that I or your kid get to be part of. And yet we don't walk away being like, wow, I lived in that kitchen. We walk away. Well, the kitchen's dirty. I guess I'm a lazy slob. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess, yep. you know, house isn't in order. Um, and it's, it's a bit strange. I don't know. Uh, and I don't want to get like psycho weird. Like, are you going to say you don't know like why? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go into what, like, wait, what's going on? What happened in your childhood? Because it's not. It's no, not specific to you. Like we all right. do that. And so actually, like, I've been learning uh, that it's because some part of our brain. I'm not going to make up. I'm not going to act like I know which part in our like, brain, like the, the frontal clarity. lobe or something. <laughs> the the one that um is kind of like um that evolved. Okay, so in ancient I don't know in whatever times like before when we had the threat of animals that could just come and kill us yeah like the hunter gatherer thank times. you yeah um there was that it was for our survival that we freak we like naturally and instinctively went to the negative or went to like the fear like what's bad hmm. so because that helped us survive and so over time we still kind of keep that we have like accelerated technology over the past hundred years and we have all this new stuff but our brain is still kind of where we default to like mm -hmm. looking at things maybe through a negative lens or like through like um maybe not always like what is positive about this situation mm -hmm. and that um kind of could come just into play even in something as simple as my kitchen is dirty or I didn't get the stuff on my to-do list with my work finished and so therefore I must be blah 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 and all these bad yeah. things so you're saying like the the mechanism the evaluative mechanism is there for everyone like we all have this natural evaluation that happens um, and it's our, it's whether or not, yeah, it's, and so it takes effort to yeah. combat that. 
Well, maybe we don't with always positivity. Yeah, I mean, maybe we don't all have. I mean, just speaking personally. Okay, yeah, I have the mechanism, but maybe I don't have the emotional maturity to, in a productive, healthy way, take that data point. Oh, I could have done this better. I still need to do this. Yada yada. And like you just said, or I didn't have, make that sale or something. Right, and have an optimistic, positive perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because probably hunter-gatherers weren't like, hey, good job. (laughs) It was like, no, I need to fix this or I'm going to die. Yeah. I mean, and it also wasn't just about animals, like that type of threat, but it was about like people. Like you had to hyper-analyze different people. Are they a threat? Are they in my tribe? Are they, you know, so we're doing that about ourselves and about other people. And you don't want anyone to reject you because then you'd be alone. And then if you're alone, you're going to get eaten by an animal, you know? So it's like, okay. Yes. Like the social, like the inclusion factor. Yeah. And so that's still there. Like we need people, we need to be accepted. So that's really not because we don't want to, like, we're going to be alone and be more vulnerable to get eaten by an animal. But now it's like, yeah, but it's still there in our brains. Well, we see it on social media, right? Like people Mm -hmm. showing their best side, like look how productive I am. Uh Not even just productivity, but like, how amazing I am. Look how, um, mm-hmm. you know, the amazing clothes I wear, how beautiful my house is, look how mm-hmm. in order it is, you know? And it's like, I mean, that's not real life. Right. But yeah. I guess it's like you're saying, we we unconsciously do this because, you know, we want to be part of the tribe. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. There you go. We There's your it. sociology. Done. <laughs> yeah, our, our, of the week of the- our armchair sociology. <laughs> but it is interesting though, I think about, like you said, optimism, like, that's something that I've really been thinking a lot of this last because anyone who's been an entrepreneur knows how grueling like the mental game is like being the optimism, the um, belief in oneself, like being willing to get up and go after it day after day after day, you know, and as an entrepreneur, you have so many setbacks, you know, it doesn't always just naturally work. Yeah. Um, so what have you been thinking about? Well, I, I lately what I've been thinking about is how um the lack of consistency in my thinking, you know, where, so like this month, you and I know that I made a sale, uh, in the amount of $20,000, which is the biggest sale I've made in a month. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's something worth celebrating. It's something that's awesome. Um, it's something that came through a lot of hard work and time, and something that was unexpected. I didn't expect that sale to happen, but it, I mean, it's a huge achievement. It's a five figure sale and it's going to be a really great customer. There's gonna be some really great work involved there. So I thinking back on that, I think about how little time I allowed myself to like really sit in that and celebrate that Mm -hmm. it was like okay yeah that happened but here and i honestly i've been thinking about another sale i didn't make uh with a company that would have been really great um and i think there's a lot of reasons probably giving more space to that right than the sale you did get yeah yeah because it's like well why didn't i why couldn't i make that sale and i don't mean it in like a like i'm in front of a mirror like mad at myself it's just like when i'm ruminating on the business I think some of this is healthy. Like, okay, I'm thinking about the sale. Why didn't I make the sale? Okay, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Next time I'm going to do that better. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. in the journey of entrepreneurship. Like, you guys who are listening, this this road is so long. 
like we're talking a, and I've been spending a lot of time talking about this on social media and other people. It's a 10 year game. Like that's where you should mentally prepare yourself for. It's a 10 year game. Like when you get an entrepreneurship, this is not your 365 day journey to being a multimillionaire. This is not your 365 journey to financial security. This is not a 365 day. I just like keep naming things. <laughs> it's not this. It's not this. You know, but that is often what we think because people on social media present it as such a short term pathway. And over the last couple of years, I've had some amazing multimillion dollar business owners who've come on the podcast and their stories have all been the same. It took me six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of grueling hard work. Um, which I think if we go back to whenever I started the business, I don't know if I would have done it still. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like you thought in, in one year you'll see it the way you want it or you'll be X. Yeah. Or maybe successful. two. Yeah. Or maybe two. And I think, you know, you as the spouse whose husband's leaving, uh, who was the breadwinner, um, which it flipped, you became the mm -hmm. breadwinner, but leaving the breadwinner, leaving their job full time to start this thing. You know, if I had said to you, hey, it's going to take about 10 years, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Our, I wonder if our conversations would have been different. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So if you know that it's a 10 year game or do you think that you allow yourself that, do you think you default to that? Remembering what people have said as much as you would like to when I, it gets think, hard. Yeah, I think I need to rely on it more. I think I do a better job now. I think it's, I think there's a comfort there of, um, and this is, I think, comforting for a lot of business owners and realizing I'm not broken, like I'm not incompetent or like a failure. It's just, it, and there's a book called Good to Great that I really like that talks about like the building up of momentum. You know, you think about, um, you know, someone who spins like the wheel at like Wheel of Fortune or whatever, or uh, what's the other game? Um, the price is right. Yeah, the price is right. You know, there's, there's sort of like a you reach up, you grab it, and you have to really pull and pull energy on it to get it going. Mm -hmm. And that is the journey of entrepreneurship. Um, so I think these conversations have allowed me to give grace for myself um, in the sense of Good. like, okay, that was a bad day. That was a bad day. This fire cropped up in the business. You know, I had to deal with this email or like the podcast didn't get updated like it was, it was supposed to. Or maybe I'm cutting content and for whatever reason, it's not processing the way it, it should it should be. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I cut out sound bites for podcasts and there was a day where um, I was trying to cut an audio file out. But whenever I was um, putting it on the website to cut the sound bite, it wouldn't let me download it. Like it was just saying processing and yeah, it usually takes a second to process. And there was nothing I could do to get it to finish processing. So that ended up being like an hour or two endeavor of like trying different ways, trying different programs. Yeah. You know, so like these things crop up just to get a 60 second soundbite that someone is going to scroll by. Yeah. Not, not that it's not important, but yeah, like, but you think about it and you're like, oh, I'll put all this time into it. Yeah. It's like no one's going to look at it and read it and be like, wow, my life's changed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe I mean, it's going to be helpful. Some people yeah. are going to see it and be like, wow, that was really great. But right. And in, in, in retrospect, you know, obviously, like the advice I give to other people is, hey, spend time on what's actually going to bring money into your business. So like in retrospect, do I need to spend two hours on a 60 second soundbite? No, I don't. But when you're in it and this problem crops up and you're like, OK, let me just spend a few more minutes trying to figure this out. 
it's easy to then look at the clock and be like, holy cow, it's been two hours. Yeah. Like that, that happens in business. That mm -hmm. happens in entrepreneurship. Like things vie for your time and you don't always, I mean, think about times that you've been like, Hey, I just need to send a quick email. Mm -hmm. And then it's been like an hour and you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, I had to go find this worksheet or this example or whatever yeah. in it. And then I was like, I went on down a rabbit hole and learned all this new stuff about Spanish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, right? oh it's yeah. normal. So I think, I think for me, the challenge is not being hard on myself and being like, Hey, that is okay. Um, but it's, it's also for me, like this sense of pressure of, um, I want to provide for the family. I want right. to, and not necessarily like a, a gender pressure. Like it's the man's job to provide just like a, Hey, I know I'm part of this partnership. I want to do my part. So like, how do I, like I have a bad day and it's like, okay, my wife's counting on me. My kid's counting on me. We have a second kid coming in, in uh, late March. Um, he's counting on me. Mm -hmm. And so when I have a bad day or I, it, it's, you know, I spent two hours on something and didn't realize it. It's like, okay, there's two hours of lost productivity that mm -hmm. I'm not getting back now. So I don't know the takeaway from that other than just, I, I, I think I am doing a better job at giving myself grace, but realizing in retrospect, again, there wasn't like, Hey, the $20,000 still happened. Let's go get a steak yeah, dinner. Like it was like, great. And then it was, and I think that's, you know, I think that's, Part of that, it's somewhat healthy in the sense of like, yeah, there's still work to be sure, done. Sure, but, but maybe just more, um, op, like positive thoughts, proud of yourself in your, even if it was just in your head, not like a steak dinner, right? Um, which you know, maybe I should have made you one. Uh, <laughs> but um, also, did you maybe like get a Christmas present or something that could help foster this? Um, gratitude or productivity that perhaps you <laughs> misplaced. So I think, I think someone is referencing the gratitude journal they got me that oh, I have not wait. looked at. What's yet. a gratitude journal? <laughs> I haven't. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Okay, yet. this is the correct deja vu. Last time we were here, we talked about gratitude. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking as you were talking that that might help you. No, yeah, you're right. You know, and it's interesting. I mean, I think it's, it's a little bit of the value of the podcast is like for those of you guys listening. I wish I could be like. You know, because we're in year three now of the business, right? Yes. Or no, this is well. This October. It's been three years. This is the fourth year. Oh yeah, we had the third year. Yeah. In October, so this is the fourth year. Yeah. Right. And two of those years were during COVID. Also. So fun. Yeah, which was you know really hard. Obviously, we picked the right time to become entrepreneurs and parents. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, there's never like a right time. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think part of the value of the podcast are these honest conversations and it's for the listeners like, Hey, yeah, entrepreneurship's really hard and it's a long journey, but it is, I mean, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. I'm proud mm -hmm. of you too. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. But anyway, so 250 episodes, um, we're at the start of a new year. What's like the biggest thing you want to see happen this year? Hmm. In 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 general, in my business, just whatever. Oh my goodness! What's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, the phrase "I have no idea." <laughs> this sounds so. Well, okay, wait. What's the? Ask me again. What's the most important thing? What's the biggest thing you want to see happen for you this year? Hmm. In terms of like your personal development or like journey. I want to, 
it's it's a little hard for me to speak in terms of the whole year because I'm about to have a baby in two months. And yeah. so that kind of like changes things sure. um, for a while. Um, but I would say that apart from my work and I would like to be able to pursue my hobbies. And what I mean by that is not like I want to spend all this time going and doing all these fun things like that wouldn't really be realistic with how I need to focus on my work and how I am a mom of a toddler and about to have a baby. But what I mean is, and Blake knows this quite well, I haven't ever, I've kind of like put on the back burner things that are like creative outlets for me for a long time for some reason. And then Blake always for Christmas gets me these great gifts and then I like play with them for a little bit and then I don't touch them. So anyway, I think a part of development for me would just be knowing how to, when, um, when I'm off, like when I'm not working, allowing myself to pursue something that will probably create even more creativity in me. And it might open up other avenues of, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of like my sewing machine or right. the gardening or <clears throat> what else? I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean my like music or painting or yeah. Right. Went to, you got me a calligraphy book with pens once. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Went to a little class that I never <laughs> opened the book again <laughs> Yeah. or baking Yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean there's sort of like a richness or like sweetness of life that, you know, we are such doers, right? Mm-hmm. So that it can be hard to like, again, go back to what Rizzi said, like it's okay for me to take this morning for myself or this evening for myself. So. Mm-hmm. So I bet you after we finish, I'll think, oh, I should have had a way better answer. No, I think it is a great answer. I think it's something we all kind of resonate with too, is making time for ourselves. So. Yeah. I think it will be a good balance. Yeah. How about you? Uh, for me, it's it's what I mentioned a few minutes ago. It's just consistent optimism, like grounded optimism, not like, you know, um, I don't know, something like insane, like I'm going to win the lottery. Um, yeah. But like a consistent optimism, like even like that's a muscle that I want to keep growing is, um, you know, there is sort of like a... Um, I'm not like blissfully optimistic, like, oh, it's going to be great no matter what. Like, yeah, it, you're, you're a realist. Right, right. And I think that can bleed into pessimism. So I think just consistent optimism, like it's okay. There's always tomorrow. Like, there's always tomorrow. There's always enough time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be okay. Um, so I think that's a muscle I want to keep growing this year. Mm-hmm. So That's good. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> you're like, that's a terrible answer. Well, yeah. I like that it's a muscle you're growing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so uh, all that to say, yeah. Joy, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was fun. I love you. Love you too. That's our 250th episode of the podcast. And if you want to hear from Joy again, stick around. And then I guess in about 50 episodes, we'll do another one. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess by then we'll have baby number two. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you're not following the podcast, click the follow button, click the subscribe button. And if you're so inclined, you want to support the podcast, you can do that at our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. Hey, I appreciate you. That's today's good advice. And thanks for listening to our podcast, 250 episodes. Man, I really appreciate it. I'll catch you guys later. See ya.